Now, normally we have text-dependent questions that we do throughout the read aloud, really at certain stopping points to help students process the text. Now, I don't think this book is particularly challenging for students to process. I think it's actually written very clearly. I think much of the language is very clear for students. I don't think there's a lot that really needs to be defined too much, just because the author's done a great job of giving enough examples to show students what she's really talking about. Her message is really clear. So in this case, I only have a couple of text-dependent questions that I ask students, and we ask them after we've read the entire book. I really want students to process the text in its entirety in this case, because it really is a series of tiny messages that really all align to a greater message of the world adjusting to who we are versus us trying to fit in. And we're going to build a special bridge chart over time today. This isn't a chart that you can do very quickly with students because it's one that takes a lot of kind of introspection on their part and some assistance from you and from others to build some of the language they might need to actually participate in this ABC activity book. So the bridge chart is called the ABCs of me. And I like to have different boxes for every letter of the alphabet. So the boxes are pretty small. They don't have to be huge. And this really just is a place for us to jot down ideas, again, over time. This isn't something that has major discussion to it like a lot of our bridge charts do because it's gonna take students some time to explore a little bit and connect with other people who know them well and give them some ideas and help them learn a little bit about who they are and how other people view them. So I give students a matching sheet that has boxes for every letter of the alphabet for them to write in on their own as well. And in the Let'scentric Radio lesson that's part of the growing bundle, uh, that will be available for you to print and use with students. Now, students are actually going to fill out their ABC sheet, putting in at least one word for every letter of the alphabet, or as many as they can, really, words that really connect with them, something that tells a little bit about who they are. Now these words can be nouns, they can be adjectives, they can even be verbs, anything that helps describe or illustrate who they are as a person. Now there's nothing wrong with students having the same word as their peers, right? There could be five students in the class who all say G for genuine. That's perfectly fine. Right now we're just trying to generate some ideas for them. Later, they'll be able to write about those in their own way to express a little bit about who they are. So for now, we're just generating some ideas. So students are given that ABC of me sheet and they go ahead and jot down anything they can think of, again, with the support of you and their peers. If they hear a great word that they like, they can jot it down on their list, even if they're not exactly sure how to use it yet, it's okay. Because we're doing this over time, they've got lots of time to make adjustments, to change their mind and to add to it as they go. Then I bring students together on the rug and I ask them to give me examples from their chart um, of some of the words that they've chosen. And we start to fill out our big bridge chart together. Now, if a student sees a word on the bridge chart that they really like, they can add it to their own chart. So this is a very interactive experience because we're really just trying to generate some ideas together. It's kind of like a brainstorming idea. Then I encourage students to actually take their chart home and ask, their family and their friends and their neighbors to help contribute to the chart. What words would their friends and neighbors and family use to describe them and help them generate ideas? And this will help students to think of 
words for every single letter of the alphabet. And again, if there's a few, you know, here or there they don't, that they don't have a word for, I will help them at school to kind of fill in the gaps. Or even if a couple are empty, it really will work out fine in the end. But we're just trying to encourage students to think through all these different ways, these different words that represent them. And it's in the act of doing this and having discussions with other people that it helps students get a sense of who they are, what their place is in the world, and what people really appreciate about them. Later we come back to school, we can continue to add to our chart over time. And then with your own students, you can determine when people really have a big enough list to draw from, enough experience to draw from, that we can move on to actually building the alphabet book together. So you can actually do this one of two ways. You could do it where every single student builds their own alphabet book. So the ABCs of me would be, um, you know, I would have a book that's all about Julie and I would have A to Z and every single page in there would be something that I wrote about me and that would, I would work on the entire book. There's nothing wrong with doing that. That's a great activity for students to work on over time. Here, I'm proposing that we do an ABCs of me, but in this case, more like an ABCs of us. So this is a more community-based activity where we create a book for our class to appreciate together. Now, with technology, it's very easy to scan pages and actually give every student a copy of the book, which is great. But you can also just make one to add to your class library. And it can even be a big book, which is actually really satisfying for students to all gather around during you know, free time or free reading time and they can appreciate the book and read it together. So I assign students a letter. Now this is the tricky part because uh, not every student is going to get the, you know, the letter that they really wanted the most. So there's a few ways you can do it. You can ask students maybe on their own sheets to highlight maybe three letters that, um, you know, some of that really represent words that they're most excited to use and do your best to, to you know, draw from there when you assign them. Or you could also just draw sticks, you know, and say, oh, okay, you know, I drew Julie's name. Julie, you get to pick first, and Julie gets to go up to the bridge chart and tell us which letter. Maybe she wants the letter H or whatever. And I'll write Julie's name next to letter H. And that means letter H is gone, and we move on to the next person. There's, there's ways to do that. There's also where you may have too many students and not enough letters of the alphabet, or vice versa. So you can have students pair up on a letter. You, there's no reason you can't have two students doing the same letter. That's perfectly fine. You could also um, have students, uh, maybe even one person writes the introduction to the book, another does the conclusion. There's different ways that you can make sure everyone's included, as long as students get a little bit of say right in, um, in how they participate. So after every student has a letter, um, we actually move on to working onto the artwork piece. Um, but I suggest you have students use watercolor and uh, watercoloring on different pieces of paper and also either some oil pastels or some type of like a Sharpie, some dark marker. And the way that we do this is um, in the lesson I've given you every letter of the alphabet nice and big that you can easily print and students can watercolor directly on that letter. You can also have students watercolor on different sheets of paper and then they can cut apart those pieces of paper, either ones that they've painted or also ones that others have painted with different patterns and, and textures and colors and glue those onto their letter in a collage type of format. And then lastly, when it's dry, students can take either oil pastels or a Sharpie and draw different, you know, squiggles and outlines and other pieces, just add a little definition to their artwork. And the nice thing is, 
in M is for melanin, there's a lot of good examples of this style of artwork in the alphabet uh, pages. So it's easy to get some inspiration for those uh, for students to do. But students of all ages can do this type of art pretty independently. And again, it's not hard to get your hands on these particular supplies. So when, those art, uh, when the artwork's done, students then move on to writing the piece that they wanna write about their letter. And that's where the writing test comes in. So whatever letter they're assigned, they go through and look at their list, they choose a word that matches that letter, and they write a sentence or a few sentences about it, just like they did in Emma's for Melanin. And then you go ahead and uh, work on publishing that, cut out the letters, glue them on, you know, nice paper. Like I said, you can scan them into the computer so that you have a nice digital copy of it as well. It might be nice to send that to families. And uh, make sure that you bind it in a nice sturdy way so that students have access to it in the classroom library and read it and enjoy it many, many times over. So that's our lesson idea for today in today's episode. M is for Melanin, a wonderful book. And don't forget to sign up to be on my email list to be a Litcentric Insider. So make sure to go to litcentric.com, scroll about halfway down that homepage. You'll see a link there to become a Litcentric Insider. Click that, add your email, and you're ready to go for season six. So that next episode coming out starting season six and the middle of January on the 18th. And let Centric Insiders get that lesson for free. So don't delay. Make sure you sign up. We will see you next time. Have a great day at school.